aren't staying here in France for our newspaper review and senators here have begun debating the very contentious pension reforms. It comes after chaos in the National Assembly and just a few days before unions plan strikes that will bring France to a standstill. Well, our press reviewer, Deepti Galeron, is here with more. Well, Sharon, lawmakers in the lower house of French Parliament and the National Assembly were unable to bring that debate to any kind of vote. It's really a sign of just how contentious these pension reforms are. Uh, senators uh, have, have begun debating this, these reforms now, and that, those debates will last for about 10 or 11 days, including the weekends. After the fiasco and animosity that we saw in the National Assembly, the government is hoping that uh, it will get some sort of parliamentary legitimacy at a Senate level on these pension reforms. Among the issues that will be debated are the um, will be the government's desire to do away with these uh, special regimes, these niche pension systems uh, that exist for certain professions. In any case, uh, uh, debating uh, this in the Senate uh, appears, at least for the moment, more appeased than in the National Assembly now. Uh, you see Le, Le Monde was talking about it, uh, about these uh, pension reforms in its coverage today. Uh, the, right, the conservative paper, L'Opinion, also focusing on the reforms, but it's looking uh, ahead to next week because indeed Tuesday, March 7th, has been declared the beginning of what unions say will be rolling strikes across the nation, across all sectors, in opposition uh, to these uh, pension reforms. And L'Opinion to that matter today is focusing on one man, a, a man who's sort of emerging as a key figure, uh, at least for, for the unions, uh, it, uh, when it comes to these rolling strikes. His name is Sébastien Menespier. He's actually in charge of the energy and mining sector of the CGT union, one of France's biggest uh, unions. He's seen as a possible successor to the pr president of the CGT when he steps down. Uh, um, and uh, and and this, uh, this individual, Sébastien Menespier, is promising uh, that next week will be a black week for France, uh, beginning with those strikes from March 7th that could go on and on and on, uh, at least uh, the unions are hoping, until they get what they want when it comes to rolling back these pension reforms. Crossing the Atlantic then, Deep T2, a murder trial that's gripped the US over the past six weeks. The trial of Alex Murdoch, a South Carolina lawyer, uh, tell us a little bit more about how that's been covered on the front pages. Well, he's been found guilty of murdering his wife and son uh, back in 2021, a verdict that the jury took less than three hours to reach. You see it's on the front page of uh, the New York Daily News today, Murdoch guilty. The jury quickly convicts the South Carolina lawyer in what was a gruesome murder of two of his family members. It's also on the front of the Washington Post getting some coverage uh, right here, uh, the South Carolina jury finding him guilty. Now, uh, the prominent lawyer um, and member, uh, he, he was he's also a member of uh, a very powerful family of judges and attorneys in South Carolina. Murdoch was found guilty of killing his son and wife. Uh, he had killed them uh, after realizing that his secret was about to be re revealed. He'd been stealing millions from his clients uh, for years. It's a curious case, the New York Times, looking at the five key takeover takeaways from this trial. Uh, and the New York Times also noting um, that this trial was characterized by a lack of physical evidence. The weapons with which 
which Murdoch's wife and son were killed, uh, have still not been found. Uh, there was no blood found on his T-shirt when police arrived, and there was the DNA of an unknown man under the fingernails of Murdoch's wife. Um, uh, and uh, this trial also characterized by Alex Murdoch himself, a man who has lied repeatedly uh, and admitted to some of those lies. So perhaps for those reasons... Uh, NPR here says uh, this is why America is so obsessed with this trial, this six-week trial. Uh, it was omnipresent. Testimonies were rec recorded live from the courtroom. You had podcasts dedicated to the trial, two documentaries, including one from Netflix, uh, following the case. Um, uh, as NPR explains, the case is, uh, is also fascinating, a, a rich, prominent family, a double homicide, and, uh, of course, uh, a, a public's morbid fa fascination with true crime, thanks in part to television today has made this trial um, enthralling, albeit uncomfortably enthralling, Sharon. Finally, to imagine a future where you could tack on an extra limb or finger to help you multitask, it might not be so distant. Well, it's called human augmentation, Sharon. It's basically adding on a robotic body part or finger uh, to help people carry out menial tasks more efficiently or help them multitask even more. A designer at Cambridge University has... Uh, uh, has uh, uh, created a 3D printed thumb that she uh, will be discussing at a panel today in Washington uh, for the American Association for the Advancement of Science. Now, an extra thumb could be uh, come in handy for all sorts of tasks. Imagine an extra thumb for an electrical engineer when soldering or for waiters holding plates or uh, to... to carrying your multiple children maybe or even cooking dinner or in the operating room as well to help surgeons for instance there's one surgeon who was particularly interested in this technology to help him uh, carry the camera while he's operating instead of having an assistant carry that camera so uh, the possibilities are endless and it might be in our not so distant future Sharon. Yeah, if you can get used to just the idea of having an extra thumb or, or an extra finger. Thank you so much for that, Deep Tea. That is our press reviewer, Deep Tika Laurent. Well, do stay with us here on France 24. We'll be right back.